Hello and welcome to another edition or episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels. I am Jamie and this podcast is about being transgender and about still feeling uh, you need to hide due to whatever reason. I have a multitude of why I'm still hiding um, but also me allowing me to uh, share my experiences and just sort of, um, yeah, it, it's uh, this is my way of being able to break out into the world and take one more step out of the closet. So thank you for being a part of that. So I am really excited. Uh, this week we are answering a listener's mail. Um, I got a note from Brittany from Alabama who asked, how do you hide your breasts? And this is actually a really good question because it's becoming harder and harder. So let me get my situation out of the way if you're just joining us. So I am a trans woman lesbian, trans female lesbian. And so I am still, though, because of hiding, I present male to the rest of the world until I, of course, present myself to you. Uh, here on this podcast. So um, to everyone else out there, I'm male. They see me walking down the street. I'm male. And I'm and again, I'm doing this for a multitude of reasons, personal reasons. I've explained them in multiple times in past episodes. So please listen. Uh, you'll get the full spectrum of my weird life. Um, but I also ended up going on hormones uh, about a little over two and a half years ago for my own sake. Um, I was getting, I had a lot of stresses in my mom, uh, my life. Um, and I was just feeling really, I started getting into a darker and darker place. Long story short, in order to keep me on this side of the dirt, I knew that I had to do something and that was for me to get on hormones. I wasn't doing it for anybody else except for me. I knew, I know, uh, what was happening and, and those changes, uh, that are going on with me. Um, and so that's why I did it. And I, I just, I knew this was something I needed to do. Best decision of my life. I am probably telling, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I'm stumbling around with this. I would tell you, I, I really honestly wish I did this way before this. Um, yeah, it's been super great. Um, I'll tell you all about the benefits of that in another podcast, probably, um, and the differences of living that male life as to now you're getting estrogen and you're living that uh, that change in your body. There's a lot of weird stuff. But let's get to Britt's uh, question. How do I hide my breasts? Okay. Um, in the beginning, it was no problem. I mean, you first started uh, to take hormones. You don't really notice anything. I didn't start noticing anything until after three months. Um, and that was when my areolas started to enlarge. Uh, you could definitely see. Again, I'm a person over 40, so it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, breast development is going to be a little bit different for us because we have had testosterone ripping through our body and tearing us up. So we may not be able to go um, all the way through to full breast development as someone who is starting out younger, say in their late teens or in their early 20s, you would be able to get full breast development much more likely than someone over my age. Um, but breast I still have. And so at the beginning, again, hiding them, no big deal. 
after three months, I would say about three months to a year and a half, um, there was a noticeable, you could see a noticeable change. And I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> it did not hurt that I am overweight. I'm a large mammal. I say this all the time. Um, and it was because I didn't like my body. You just, you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. And, you know, those cookies just taste amazing. And I got, and I basically ate my emotions like a lot of people do. And so, yeah, I'm heavy. I'm overweight. Um, I literally just started a new diet. So I'm really hoping my, um, my daughter's girlfriend um, turned me on to this diet. So I'm really hoping I literally just signed up for it today. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. So, uh, I, right now I'm not going to lie. I weigh 230 pounds. So, and I am five foot 10. So I've got a little gut. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't want it. I've never liked it. I've never liked it, but, but the changes that are going on in my body, I am, appreciating what I have or the potential of what I could have so much more. It's like you want to be able to wear women's clothing, but you know that you don't have the body. Well, now, after years of abusing my body, <laughs> I am now uh, seeing my body change to where there is a potential that I could wear without all the padding and the giblets. Um, so I call... Uh, real quick, just a side note, I call uh, silicone um, enhancers, if you will, basically. They're breast forms. I call them giblets. I have uh, size D cup uh, giblets, and then I have little wedges in order to give me a little lift. And those I'm using even more now uh, with the breast tissue that I have developed thus far. Um, so anyway, the possibility of being able to wear a dress or wear a top and actually put on a bra and have it naturally filled is pretty possible right now. I mean, I do fill an A cup. So, uh, yes, I am going to lose some weight, which is going to cause an even bigger problem. Um, and the reason I bring up the weight issue is because, you know, when a guy is heavy, he gets a little man boob. You know? I mean, it's just it's part of our body the way we have. So... You kind of get that. So as I was developing breast tissue, because I had a, I've got a little bit more of a gut, um, it doesn't really look any different. It was just like, oh, you now guy's fat, so okay, you know, his, his he's gonna his pecs are gonna be a little fat too, so he's gonna get man, man boob. You know, it happens. Um, but now <laughs> it's going beyond man boob, and they are honestly honest to God, looking like breasts. Um, they're poking out a little bit. Um, and uh, the part that I like is actually the the part in between. So when you wear a shirt and you've got, I literally probably, um, I'm doing this while we talk, but I literally probably, the way my shirt just hangs, I have no bra on right now. Um, I literally have probably about an inch that I can push in before, in the middle, between, right at my sternum, before I actually hit my skin. So that is causing issues. <laughs> so, um, okay, so how do I hide it? Um, you, you've got to wear something. You've got to wear a sports bra. You've got to wear something um, 
Oh my God, Hanes and uh, they have sleep bras. Sleep bras are absolutely amazing. I like racerbacks. Uh, I love racerback bras. As a matter of fact, every bra I have in my drawer right now is all racerback, I think. Um, no, I have others. Okay, I have uh, regular straps, but over the shoulder, but not racerback. Um, but yeah, sleeper bras are awesome. Because what they do, sleeper bras, they still give you some support, but I've noticed that your my areolas are protruding as my breast development is going they're protruding even more and so what it does is it kind of calms them down the sleep bra will allow the areola to kind of recede a little bit it'll look a little bit more rounder um and you can get away with it i also find myself doing the issue of shrugging so any uh female to male um uh transgender men that are out there um, or any allies that are female if you have breasts and you know you're shrugging quite a bit um, yeah that's I'm feeling myself do that more and more and more my posture my back is killing me uh, yeah it's a pain um, <laughs> but I mean I'm really happy to get the boobs and I, I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, you're, it, you trying to hide it. Eventually, I'm going to tell you, if you start on hormones, um, if you haven't already and you, and you start on hormones, it will eventually happen. You will not be able to hide it. And I am, I, around some people, I can't wear a bra because they don't know but they're huggers. I'm a hugger. And if I suddenly stop hugging them, they're going to think something's wrong. So when I'm around these people and they don't know me as Jamie, they just know me as Jay. Well, okay. Um, why are you wearing a bra, bro? You know? So yeah, you have to watch it, but I'm eventually going to have to wear something because the girls need support. And I will say, I I am at two a little over two and a half years and I'm telling you right now I feel like I need to be wearing something a little bit all the time now um, it was perfectly fine with me going days and days uh, without wearing a bra but I'm getting aches uh, and I believe they're growing pains basically around the areolas um, that are uh, they're really sensitive and just now, within the last couple of months, they've started to get in my way a little bit of stuff that I'm normally doing. I have to compensate for my breast tissue. And that's going to get harder in order to hide. Um, I can only imagine. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm kind of like secretly freaking out about it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like going, yay, you know, and jumping up and down. But it's going to tell... It's going to tell on me. My body is going to tell on me. And that's something that we're going to have to face once we get there. Um, and uh, hopefully I'm still doing this podcast and I can let you know what I'm doing with that. But yeah, um, their sensitivity now is also, it's really, if I just brush up like, oh my God, the other day I was getting some clothes out of the wash and I happened to turn around and normally... Um, so the way my door, I have double doors on our, our washroom and, uh, most of the time I just sleek right through when I slip right through, it caught my left nipple on the door frame. And I'm like, Oh, Oh my God. 
That was terrible. It was so bad. It hurt literally. Oh, and I gave my uh, I gave my wife a hug, and uh, we were lying in bed. I was gonna roll over and just give her a kiss goodnight and everything. And I rolled over, and my um, my boob ended up crunching on her elbow. And oh my lord, uh, you would have thought somebody punched me in the chest. It was it's noticeable. And I mean, I'm happy for it, but oh, the pain, that is just not even right. So it's very sore. Um, so that's going to give me away. I, I think eventually that is going to give me away and I don't know what to do about that. But um, you will get, if you're hiding, uh, I don't know how old um, any of you listening right now, uh, if, you're, if you're thinking about hormones, if you're not thinking about hormones... This is a way to, this is definitely something to look at, is that once you start, they are going to eventually tell on you. Your body is going to change to a point to where you have to let people know. Even if you're going to continue to dress uh, and present as your birth gender and not your true gender, um, yeah, you're, you're gonna, somebody's gonna know. Um, they're gonna find out. And I think I am maybe a year. I I, I have no idea uh, whether or not I have that long in or until somebody that doesn't know comes up, hugs me, and finds out I'm wearing a bra, and then the questions will start. And yeah, so I have that. Um, I will tell you sensitivity though uh, to warn you. Um, this probably I could probably cover this in another. Um, in another podcast, but I will say that uh, when you first start up uh, on your uh, HRT and your breasts do start to develop, you are going to have uh, the worst pain in your life. Um, well, probably not the worst pain. I over-exaggerate quite a bit, but I mean, it hurts. Um, and I'm pardon the expression because I don't really like the word titties. I like boobs more, but you are, it feels like with your breast development, you're getting a titty twister and they're just not letting go and they're so sensitive. So if you're wearing a t-shirt or something along those lines and it just, and you move and it brushes up against your nipple, you, it'll send you into orbit. And it and it stays like that for like a half hour, and it was crazy because I'm like, am I okay? I'm like giving myself breast exams and everything else. I mean, yeah, it I was, but be warned, for me at least, when and when those hormones are first starting to kick in and you're just sprouting a little bit of breast tissue, you're gonna feel like someone's giving you the worst titty twister or tuning into Tokyo. I mean, no disrespect to anyone in Japan, but you know that game that you when you were when we were kids. Um, yeah, that's what's going to happen to you. Um, so there you go. There's that. Also, uh, Britt from Alabama also asked the question on this, uh, which is an excellent follow up: is do I self medicate? No, I do not. That is something that is extremely important that I should tell you. And if you do self medicate. Um, 
I'm not judging you in any way, but I am very scared of the repercussions or the risks are far greater. Um, I Going into my endocrinologist, I told her that I was extremely scared. I had read a lot of articles. I knew what these drugs would do to, uh, to you. I knew what the risks could be. Um, I wanted to still do this, but I wanted to ask her what was the lowest risk that I could possibly do. So for me, I take 150 milligrams of spironolactone. I take 100 milligrams in the morning. I take 50 milligrams at night. And I use uh, transdermal patches for my estradiol. I have a point, um, point 0.1 um, patch, which is a large patch. And then I have a point zero two five milligram patch that I wear. And I change those out every Wednesday and Sunday. And my endocrinologist is wonderful uh, because she explained to me that these are the lowest risk that you could possibly do. Um, that doesn't mean that you're out of the, it's a lot of things are playing havoc because you're changing your, your hormone levels. You are, you're blocking testosterone and all this other stuff, but there's a lot that can go wrong. A lot of, I've read too many horror stories about girls that self-medicate or whatever, especially back when, um, I was first looking into this and seeing what could you do? What is the HRT? Sometimes they don't get approved, which I thought was, oh, my God, you go into therapy and you're in this following the Harry Benjamin standards of care. You're supposed to be going through uh, therapy and then you are able to get cleared for your um, HRT. And then that would push you into your real life test or your RLT, um, which was that you had to live uh, as your um, true gender for a minimum of two years before you can even start talking about getting surgery. But girls will get denied or guys uh, would get denied. I only read about the girls because of, again, so that's nothing against female to male, but I just didn't read a whole lot about that. But for um, male to female, there was some horror stories of girls that self-medicated. Um, one girl, her liver just kind of dropped out. I mean, it just collapsed on her. Um, it was terrible. Uh, kidneys, a uh, problem with kidneys. So if you self-medicate, do watch yourself. I would recommend going the route of talking to a doctor. I'm still hiding, and I've come out to every medical physician that I have worked with. That's a dermatologist. That is a my PHP. Um, that is, uh, oh my God. Well, of course my therapist, but that's yeah, com something completely different. ER doctors. I've gone to the ER a couple of times in the past two two and a half years. Um, everything is fine. They don't go around bragging or you know talking about you or anything else. I of course being paranoid that they would, but there you go. Um, but I have been able to remain hidden, even though my doctors know that I am this way. I am taking these hormones. Um, so, okay. So as far as I don't self-medicate, I don't recommend it. Although I am not in any way, shape, or form putting down those that feel that that is their only option. And if it is, I am so sorry that you're in that type of situation. 
I don't know what they do over in Europe if they have this as a big problem, if they do self-medication. Um, I would love to know. So any of our listeners that are in Australia, would I, I would love to know what is this an issue that you all have? Um, this has been an issue for uh, decades for me. I mean, I would read about it in the early 80s. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, people would put, they would have surgeries in storage units and they would inject motor oil into their cheeks in order to be able to get more feminine or facial feminine features. Um, the different things that they would inject into their body, cement. I mean, it was just terrible, some of the things that I would uh, see. And again, those aren't completely all medications, but there are a lot of different variables that can happen. So long story short, don't recommend it. If you're doing it, I'm not judging you and all, but it's really risky. You're 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 taking a lot of risks. Um, it's always I've I have felt I'm a huge warrior. I'm I can be a hypochondriac sometimes, but you need to um, <laughs> you need to watch those levels because I will tell you even within the first it took me oh man. Uh, over a year and a half in order for me to have my hormone levels regulate and sort of be okay enough for my doctor to be okay with that. Um, I, let me see. I went, oh my gosh. I went back and forth on spironolactone. My testosterone levels were not responding to different dosages. Um, I was on 200 milligrams at one point. Then she dropped me back to the 150 and that seemed to be doing the trick. Then my estradiol, I went all over the place with my estrogen levels. Um, and they were really scary high because I had two patches of the uh, 0.1 milligrams that I was getting and doing that twice, um, um, yeah, twice a week. Um, and that was, whew, my estrogen levels were like off the chart. So they had to reel them back in and they put me on the two that I have now. And um yeah, so once you get a little standard, then you can get a break from going with a doctor. But I really recommend those uh, those every three months going to see your endocrinologist and and uh, and talking with them and making sure allow them to monitor you. Um, be safe, you know. I mean, I want everyone to be happy, um, and I and you definitely need to make those steps. We all need to make those steps to eventually not hide anymore. But if you're talking about doing hormones and you're changing your bodies um be good to yourself and 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 do take care uh make sure that you're you're treating yourself well so anyway i just want to say thank you to uh Brittany for um sending in those questions if you have questions or comments about anything that you've heard on any of my podcasts send me a quick note at questions at tyinhighheels.com you can even go to the website at tyinhighheels.com, go to our contact page, fill a little form, and I'll get the emails immediately. Uh, or you can do what Brittany did. She ended up contacting me on Facebook. You can find me at Ty and High Heels. I'm also on Instagram at Ty and High Heels as well. And do not forget, I would um, actually, Brittany mentioned this, so I will uh, once again say thank you. Um, she mentioned that I, back in, while I was reading my bio, I did say that I would post a picture on Instagram 
if I got five emails uh, from listeners that told me that uh, they wanted to see the picture. So Brittany is number one, um, and I am looking for four more. So that's all we need. And then I will post a picture of myself uh, from way back in 1998 when I went to uh, Glamour Shots, of all things. It was basically the picture that decided that I was going to continue following uh, my desires to be a female or live the rest of my life pretending to be a guy. So there you go. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Oh, and give us a review on uh, iTunes, please. That allows others like us in order to be in allies, also to be able to find us a little bit easier. And I will thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you uh, soon with any questions and comments. All right, take care. Bye-bye.